It is bowl season and no better place to watch the game than Big Orange Phillies. And if you're car shopping, Viles Automotive Group is your home. So we've got a lot to get to. The Orange Bowl, what does it mean for the Vols? With John Adams, I'm Dave Hooker. You can hear John Adams all over the place. He's with the Knoxville News Sentinel. And tell us about your podcast, John. You're just everywhere. You're like a mega multimedia star. Hey, could you say that a few more times? No, I think I struggled with it the first time. Well, well excuse me, uh, but this multimedia store has a cough. Yes. <clears throat> excuse me again. Uh, it can't be transmitted through cyberspace. I just want to let <clears throat> all our listeners know it can be transmitted. Good, good. <laughs> well, let's hope. There we go. So John's in, John's in good enough shape. So here we go. Uh, the Orange Bowl is uh, Friday night. I keep wanting to say Saturday is uh, like a normal college week, but it is Friday night. And we could have this discuss discussion each and every year about bowl games. But what do you think this means for Tennessee and Tennessee's program? They're already, if they didn't win the Orange Bowl, they're already sitting at 10 wins. That's a great season. I don't think anything that happens in the bowl game diminishes that at all but a win over clemson would be pretty sweet yeah i think there's a lot to be gained here i think if tennessee could finish tennessee has a chance to finish in the top five for the first time in i guess let's see 21 years so that would be significant and uh also win 11 games again for the first time in 21 years so i think it would it would be a great testament for what Josh Heupel has done in just two years. Uh, also, uh, you get a kind of a preview of what Tennessee could be next season since so many key players have opted out. So if they do well, that's encouraging for fans for next season. Um, but the game to me is also, it's like two games in one. And one, it's what, how you can finish off this season and also what it could look like next season. Mainly at quarterback, if Josh Milton plays well, that will be a good sign for next season. If the receivers got two backups playing, Squirrel White, and, well, really just one, Squirrel White, you have Brew McCoy, Ramel Keaton. That would be the – Ramel Keaton has started it quite a bit. So that would be a uh, – if they do well, again, that's encouraging for Tennessee's passing game. So there's just a lot – a lot on the line for Tennessee in this game. And you say, well, how much could they be hurt by losing to Clemson? I think it would be the nature of the loss. If, if Tennessee gets blown out in this game, even though it's not at full strength, Clemson isn't either. I think it will raise some red flags because here we go. We've Tennessee is since no November has lost to Georgia and the game wasn't close despite the, 27-13 score. It was like a 30-point victory for Georgia. A blowout loss to, to South Carolina. And then if they lost badly to Clemson, that would that just wouldn't be a great send-off for next season. It would look like a flash in the pan. Is what it, even though you beat Alabama, it would look like a flash in the pan, I think, if that if that happened. So <clears throat> how much do you put on on Joe Milton is what I want to get to, brought to you by Viles Automotive Group. Right there on Callahan, they want, they need, and they appreciate your business. Viles Automotive Group 
is fantastic when it comes to providing you a great selection of cars. They're also awesome when it comes to their service department. It is unparalleled, and they'll fix your car without uh, throwing a bunch of stuff in there that you don't really need. So I see two ways of, of, of handling a quarterback in a bowl game. Sometimes you can, uh, a new quarterback, I should say, you can prop them up and make them look good, or you can throw them to the fire and, and see what happens. I don't think Tennessee has a choice. I think Clemson's defense is so good. And the, the fact that uh, Joe Milton has so many question marks about his accuracy, I think we can come away from this game with a, a pretty good indication of where things are going to go in spring practice uh, because of the nature of this game. You? Well, uh, Clemson's defense is good in the front seven. It's not as good on the back end, so that's where you'd want to attack them. So how I would approach this game if I'm Josh Heupel you have to play. You have to design a plan based on uh, Joe Milton playing well. I mean, you can't. If you go into this game thinking we got to protect Joe Milton, yeah, uh, you can't do it. it. It just won't work because Tennessee's not going to run the ball against Clemson the way it did, like against Vanderbilt. Um. It couldn't run the ball against a really good high school team the way it did against Vanderbilt, for that matter. So it's going to have to be successful throwing the ball, and that's on Joe Milton, and he needs to play well. If he does it, then Tennessee needs to think real hard about getting another transfer quarterback in. It did that with Hendon Hooker. It did that with Milton, and now it should be in the market for another one. Or just count on Nico Amaleva coming in and, and being the guys a freshman. Uh, the name I've been told to watch is Sam Hartman from Wake Forest, who entered the portal yesterday. I got a little tip before he entered the portal. And th this was from a, a college coach who said that he is the best fit, and it's not even close, out of all the guys in the portal to step into Josh Heupel's offense and have success because of his release and his deep ball. Um, are you are you making a strong push for that? It, it, it may be out of – grasp anyway because i hear he's leaning strongly towards notre dame but are you making a push if you're josh hopple for sam hartman very much so and you're urging the collective tennessee spire sports uh the boosters to pony up money to make that move maybe you can just outbid notre dame i mean it, i read one story about that he has to get he needs to show what he can do in a more conventional offense than the one Dave Clawson runs at Wake Forest. And I forgot the name of that offense, but it was kind of a weird one that didn't really stick with me. But anyway, the other, Tennessee's not that conventional either. So, and I don't know how true that is, but if that's the case, he might want to go somewhere at least strictly pro style. He's not... Uh, but uh, yeah, for Tennessee, from Tennessee's perspective, I would go all in on him. I mean, he's got so much experience. He's played in big games, uh, had, had a lot of success. He's had a tremendous career. I don't know how good he'll be in the pros, but he's had a great college career and I think he'd be great in Tennessee's offense. I would go all in on him, whether Joe Milton plays well or not against Clemson. If I could get him, I would go all in and do everything I could to get him. 
No, I, I would too. And I, I think that the timing could work out in Tennessee's favor. He enters the portal late. Uh, I was told by a couple of different guys that dirt, when signing day, the first signing day, which is the first day the portal opens, had they signed a quarterback that a lot of the players would have had an issue with it because they love Joe Milton. I'm not saying you make decisions based off what your players think, but the way the timing works out is you could go get him and say, Hey, this is just an open competition like it is for anybody else. And at the end of the day, at the end of spring practice, John, the the, the football players are going to know individually who the best quarterback is and that's who they're going to back it doesn't matter if they love good old joe and he got on the best christmas present or not they're going to go with the guy who's the better quarterback and i believe that would be hartman in about four months from now yes uh, excuse me <clears throat> excuse me uh i think uh hartman's the kind of guy if he chose to delay his his transfer if he waited till that second date in may to transfer mm. I don't think he would have a problem adjusting to a new team. I mean, as experienced as this guy is, um, so he could do that. Um, but I, yeah, it'd be best for all concern if he made the move early, but you're, you're right. And I don't think you can stress this enough. A coach can't ever make a decision based on, well, will this bother the players on the team? Will that, no, no, you got to get the best players you can. And then, as you said, let the competition play off and play out and let the best man win. Right. I mean, Rudy at Notre Dame might've been a great kid, but they didn't let him start at quarterback. <laughs> no. Hey, okay. <laughs> two minutes to go in the game. Rudy, give it a shot. Get back there in the shotgun. See what you can do. Yeah. Yeah. Throw with either hand. If you want, I don't think yeah. it'll make much difference. We'll even finance an outlandish movie. That's based on half the facts. Uh, the, <laughs> the facts are Big Orange Phillies is got fantastic food and a great place to watch the game, whether it's the Orange Bowl or any of the bowls during bowl season, college football playoffs uh, coming up as well. And, uh, boy, I, I do want to uh, talk about what Tennessee was able to do as far as signing day. Yeah, I don't think this is the type of class that you uh, say, you know, start renaming streets over. But it is the type of class that I thought addressed a lot of needs defensively. You get uh, that that gym quarterback with which you haven't had. You got lucky with Hooker, quite frankly. Um, what did you think of uh, Tennessee's signing class in the 2023 class that that can still go on? Uh, there's another signing day that people may forget about first week of February, but can still go on. But it's pretty darn good right now. Yeah, I think it's really good. Uh, first of all, and most importantly, you got to have a quarterback, and, and you get a five star like Nico. You can you got your quarterback now. Whether he pans out, we don't know that, but that's always conjecture. You've done what you could. You outbid or out recruited other schools for a top notch quarterback. So check that box, and then look at the uh, defense where you needed. You obviously need help. <clears throat> excuse me, and Tennessee did that. Um, this is a defensive-oriented class, and that's exactly what Tennessee needed. I totally agree with that. And, again, the portal's still open. Things could happen. You know, Tennessee didn't do a lot in the portal. Uh, they picked up the, the, the tight end. I like the late pickup 
but out of BYU, the linebacker, I think he's a tough guy. I think he's an immediate starter at the Mike position. And then we'll see what happens with m- maybe moving Aaron Beasley around. But the fact that they didn't go after a quarterback or missed out on some receivers, were you at all surprised they didn't have more early success in the transfer portal? Yes. I don't think Tennessee did well at all in the transfer portal. And uh, that could be a problem. <coughs> because that, excuse me, that brings immediate help. And uh, Tennessee didn't get that. I mean, yeah, the linebacker could start, but that's not really a strong position for Tennessee anyway. Might be a slight upgrade. Um, but Tennessee needed some wide receivers, I thought. And the I, the thought that two of them from this conference, uh, Ra-Ra Jones from Mississippi State, Dominic Lovett from Missouri, those were two really good receivers this year in the SEC, and both are going to Georgia. So not only did Tennessee not get them, they lost them to the team they're chasing and will still be chasing next year. Um, and obviously that's uh, disconcerting. Do you – I've long argued that whether it's Butch Jones, Derek Dooley, or whoever the coach, John Adams, whoever it is, that you can have top 25 recruiting success at Tennessee. But when we get into that top 10, there's a big difference between 10 and 3. And, I, and you and I have discussed this. Do you believe, when all said and done, that with the collective, with NIL, that uh, Josh Heupel can compete? I mean, battle in, battle out uh, in recruiting with Nick Saban and Kirby Smart? Because that's probably the two best recruiters of this generation. I mean, John, it's pretty tough. No, I don't think Tennessee will out-recruit them. That doesn't mean it can't beat them. It just beat Alabama this past season. I think Josh Heupel has a great offensive system, and I think that that makes up for some things. So he might have shortcomings in other areas, but he's got to recruit well, but I don't think he has. To, he needs to have a top five, a top three class, or, or better yet, a better class in Alabama and Georgia. I think with his offensive system, he can still perhaps move up and could make a better run in a championship and maybe beat out Georgia once or twice every now and then at least. Uh, so Tennessee has to find other ways to do that. And I think one way is through the transfer portal. And that's, to me, more so than recruiting. I mean, Georgia, Kirby Smart and Nick Saban have been doing this a while. They've got a something in place they get you to the nfl that's well documented so that's a for anybody that that attracts players so to me where tennessee has what tennessee has to do is be creative in recruiting in both mainly in the transfer portal i think you have to find guys that can provide depth you have to find a guy that uh maybe he's playing it at Rice or East Carolina or somewhere and wants to prove himself in the SEC, even though there's a possibility he won't start, but he'll play a lot. And maybe eventually he'll win a job. I also think Alabama and Georgia need to do the same thing because what's, what's obvious, particularly with Alabama 
is their quality depth has declined because of the transfer portal. There's no doubt about that. When they plug in their third linebacker, uh, he's not, and I'm going down the depth chart, uh, when they plug in a guy that's third string, he's not as good as the one they plugged in uh, when they won their first national championship under Nick Saban. But I think all schools need to do that. Probably a future first-round draft pick. <laughs> See, they were so yeah. back then. I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I've been really impressed with Brian Kelly at LSU. Me too. I mean, he had a really good recruiting class. I forgot six or something like that nationally, a little ahead of Tennessee in between Georgia and Tennessee in only his second, second year. And, uh, but also the way he's going hard in that transfer portal. He did it his first year after he left Notre Dame. He did that out of necessity, but see now he's being creative with that. He's signing linemen, defensive linemen, I'm not sure they can beat out the starters, but he knows he needs depth in the defensive line. Everybody does. You don't think about the top, the top three start, the three starters or four starters. You got to think about a an eight man rotation, and so he's done that with guys. I think he play and help and help out. And then also I noticed where he signed a, an FCS two time All American cornerback. Mm-hmm. He has a need there. So he's hitting both recruiting and transfer portal really hard. And I think you have to do that. All coaches have to do that all the time. They have to be relentless in both areas and not favor one at the expense of the other. Whether it is car buying or car service, Viles Automotive Group, they want, they need, and they appreciate your business. And you'll know you're getting a square deal there. Whether you're purchasing a car or you need a little bit of service work done, that's where you need to go. It's right there on Callahan. And go watch some awesome football at Big Orange Phillies with awesome wings. What could beat that? And you have cornhole there. You have billiards. You also have darts. A lot of things to do if the game gets out of hand, which maybe it'll do. We'll see. Uh, college football playoffs coming up. So Big Orange Phillies is great for people in Maynardville, people in North Knoxville like me and you need to check out Big Orange Phillies on Maynardville Pike. For John Adams, I'm Dave Hooker. This has been a presentation of Off the Hook Sports.